Hello there. This is Tony Denton, a.k.a. Barryman, with another episode of Linux Jazz, my fourth for Hacker Public Radio. extract shows what can be done with a reasonably simple audio studio setup and in this podcast I want to outline a number of useful tips and stuff which I have picked up and developed pragmatically over the last few years. I use a virtually total Linux solution in my workflow. I can say that all my music related work, things like layouts, print, composition, score and part writing, sound backings, even personal practicing, etc. is produced 100% within the Linux environment. For more than four years now, I have had no other software platform available to me for my music work other than Linux. I am a jazz musician with some 53 years experience. Blimey, is it really that long ago? My main instruments are clarinet and saxophones, but where performance is concerned, with a particular specialism for the baritone saxophone, and with a little piano or keyboard thrown in to allow me to compose and to work out arrangements and harmonies, etc. A great number of jazz musicians of my generation like to think of themselves as modernists. Probably this is because we grew up and cut our teeth during the same era that Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis and Monk were doing their thing. For myself, I'm definitely not at the so-called cutting edge of the music, preferring instead a more middle-of-the-road approach. Most of my performance work is carried out as a freelance musician, working with a number of local bands, and in a number of different jazz idioms, ranging from the New Orleans style to full modern big band, mostly as a sideman, but sometimes as a featured soloist, or as a backing instrumentalist to vocalists. The bulk of my work is done within quartets or quintets, though, around the local jazz venues. However, I will work anywhere they'll pay me, but mostly it's here in the north of England. I want to talk a bit about my present recording studio setup. I did this in a couple of my previous HBR episodes, uh, 0712 and 0755, but they were made well over a year ago and have moved on a bit since then. I'm still working at improving it, but I find I can produce quite reasonably good quality sound recordings here at home in my spare bedroom studio. Now bear in mind this is a fairly small room, some 16 feet by 12 foot, with no special soundproofing other than a set of full bookcases arranged around the walls. The sound is quite dead for any speaking part of a recording. 
When recording speech, I use a Zoom H4n recorder mounted on a small tripod and with a pop filter on and I use a remote controller addition to switch the thing on and off so as not to disturb it. When recording voice, I only have the Zoom on. The main machine itself is off, the windows and door are shut to minimise the chance of any background disturbance, such as my wife calling up to see if I want a cup of tea. Having captured the vox part, which I do as one long file, but leaving suitable pauses where the audio is to be inserted, I transfer that single file from the Zoom, where it is saved as a WAV file, to a new folder on the computer. Typically, the file structure on the computer is constructed within a master folder named, say, podcast hash 4, and within that, three subfolders to hold the media files, audio and text, because I always script it, not being too good at doing live recordings from notes, and a building folder where the various elements that make up the whole recording are finally assembled. <laughs> It's a bit more complex when it comes to recording the solo instruments, however. The main computer has to be on, and a little enhancement or ambience provided by the mixer. I describe my hardware setup in my second podcast, HBR0712, but we'll give you a quick reminder of this setup later in this podcast. Back to the music, though. The following 45-second extract is from an original composition of my own called Summer Dancing, and the bit we will hear is part of an improvised section following the main tune. Summer Dancing was completely realised using my home setup. The initial theme, which we will hear a bit later, was improvised in real time on a Yamaha keyboard and saved directly onto the computer. I used an open source piece of software called Improviser. By the way, details of all the various items mentioned in this podcast are in the show notes. I read about Improviser in the Linux format magazine and decided to give it a try. The program has built-in rhythms and backings similar to Band in a Box, which I also use. I was trying to find an open source alternative, hence the tryout. Okay, some background on how I approach writing musical themes and compositions. Basically, I have two ways to start. Either a melody pops into the head or it falls out from a keyboard improvisation, or comes as an idea for a riff, say. So that's the melody-first approach. Or else a harmonic or chord sequence comes first. Again, usually brought about by fiddling at the keyboard, no pun intended. In the case of Summer Dancing, it was the latter approach. Improviser has, as I have said, a number of built-in rhythms and backings, and it was as I was trying out the samba rhythm that the chord sequence emerged. 
I simply improvised a theme at the keyboard over the chord sequence and rhythm and saved it to the disc. The main difference between improviser and band in a box is that band in a box uses sample sounds to make up the backings etc whereas improviser sounds are synthesized. So that is why for more serious recordings I am still stuck with band in a box. So now here's the theme for summer dancing. the harmonic sequence for that particular tune is obviously a fairly complex one and the melody possibly even more so. To arrive at such results needs a fair grounding in jazz type harmony and improvisation. That's where the 53 years experience comes in I guess. But any approach whether simple or complex works equally effectively using this basic method. <laughs> My main machine is really very underpowered for a so-called media machine. It's an old Acer Aspire SA80 with just one gigabyte of RAM. It has an Intel Pentium 4 517 processor and have dual monitors hooked up to the machine. I use Zubuntu as the desktop, currently 1204 LTS. I use the PC's onboard sound card but have a small Yamaha PSR350 keyboard hooked up to the PC via a MIDI-MAN MIDI-Sport 2x2 interface. The Yamaha provides additional sound sets and it's through this that the backings are provided. The mixer I use is a Behringer Zenix 1204FX. I use a variety of reasonable quality dynamic and studio capacitor microphones with stands and pop filters and, as already mentioned, the Zoom H4n recorder. In addition to the main PC, I use two laptops, a 17-inch Sony Vial running Zubuntu 1304 and an Asus EEE PC running Crunchbang Waldorf. These are the main computing tools where music production is concerned. On the proprietary front, I do have a Nexus 7, currently Jelly Bean 4.3, which I use just for checking email, the odd news feed and a bit of browsing on the internet. I bought the Nexus as the best tablet alternative to avoid the locked-in experience to be found with Apple and Microsoft products. My intention in the future is to hack the Nexus 7 with a 100% Linux operating system yet to be decided on. Currently, my Nexus is not rooted. Thank you. 
over and above the musical instruments and the computers and their operating systems, what other software do I use in the process? And what is the process and procedure used? For the instrumental portions, I mainly record straight into Audacity with the band in a box backing track input to one channel of the mixer and the instrument mic'd to a second channel. I can add a small amount of effect to the mic'd channel which keep the backing track flat. These band recordings are then mixed down to a single mono track at 44 100Hz and exported and saved as a FLAC file. The solo bumpers are just simply improvised and recorded onto a single Audacity track. When it comes to assembling the podcast, I place the Vox recording from the Zoom on the top track and split and move the track at the point where I am inserting the audio clips. I simply drag them into Audacity and move the cut part to the right as necessary. If I need to record using a separate tracking, then I will use Ardo. I often produce the music in score and parts for subsequent live performance. The written music is produced using Sibelius 4 and is a legacy from the days when I worked in education at a local music academy. The sound backings are generated in an old copy of Band in a Box, another legacy acquisition. Neither Sibelius nor Band in a Box have been ported to Linux, so I need to run them virtually or under Wine. I use Wine which is okay, but it means I can only run the older copies of the programs. This isn't a problem for me, however, as the older versions provide all the functionality that I need. Keeping it all together. Well, some form of regular practice is a vitally important part of staying up to speed for a practising musician. Keeping match fit, if you like. Besides the usual boring scales and arpeggios, which are, however, essential for any musician, but particularly for a jazz musician, it is important that a solid amount of improvisation practice is vital. Now this can be achieved by standing in front of a mirror, or a wall if you can't stand the sight of yourself, but it can be made so much more enjoyable by using Band in a Box to provide a backing track. It's a bit like the well-known Jamie Abersold method of Music Minus One. The Abersold method is distributed in something like a hundred books showing parts in treble and bass concert pitch as well as B-flat and E-flat pitches, which caters for just about all instruments. The books are classified into genres and types, and there is a CD recording of the backings just like those that Band in a Box is capable of. say on the topic for now, but as and when I move on, I'll make another HPR episode to keep adding to the discussion. Cheers for now.
You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.